Welcome to the Mindful Meditation Journey Podcast. My name is Jennifer Grove, and I'm a wellness retreat leader, yoga and meditation teacher, and a multiple business entrepreneur. And I am obsessed with helping you treat yourself like the beautiful soul that you are. So if you're looking to make shifts in your life, your meditation practice, your relationships, and yourself, then you've come to the right place. My goal in this podcast is to help you see the infinite mindfulness within yourself to be, do, have, and treat yourself with whatever your heart desires. So I want you to think of this podcast as your dose of mindset development to help you maximize who you are and where you're going. So leave it to me to provide you with the tools, the resources, the strategies, and the teachings that you can incorporate to create a reality of mindfulness and bliss in your everyday life. I know we're going to have so much fun together, so thank you for pushing play today. And now, let's begin. Hi friends, I am so excited to be back with you. It has been an adventure of me being in the present moment in what has been going on in life lately. But here we are in 2023 and I really want to talk about some self-care practices. Um, I want to talk about self-care in general. So let's just dive right on into this. What do you say? In that, (laughs) I really want to clear up one common misconception about self-care. I want to get it out of the way right now before we dive any deeper. And that is that self-care is not synonymous with self-indulgence or being selfish. Okay? Self-care means taking care of yourself that so that you can be healthy, so that you can be well, so that you can do your job, so that you can help and take care of others, and so that you can do all the things that you need to and want to accomplish in a day. See, I think that self-care is this part of an answer to how we can all better cope with our daily stressors that surround us. Okay. It's work stress. It's the stress of trying to keep up with the pace of daily life, like way too many emails that are flooding into our inboxes each day. I don't know if you noticed my tone change, but oh my God, I have way too many of those. And sometimes they just overwhelm me. I can't get to them like in a day and they'll sit there and it gives me a little bit of anxiety. (laughs) But, you know, we can all feel a little lonelier, a little less able to unwind because of all of this, a a little less able to kind of slow down because of what's happening in our daily lives. And that can make us feel more anxious, more overwhelmed. Just thinking about it at the moment gave me a little bit of anxiety. I'm going to take a little sip of water here. (laughs) Just take a breather, calm down for a second. Okay, 
So back to it. Where was I? Oh, yeah. So with all of that, like, I think that self-care is truly taking steps to kind of tend to our physical health and our emotional health to the best of our ability. And what I mean by that is whatever that looks like for you. Okay. Because I get this question all the time, define self-care. So I want to define what it is, or at least what I think that it is. See, I think that that self-care includes everything that's related to staying physically healthy. That's That can include hygiene, nutrition, medical care when it's needed. Um, it's all those steps that that we can take to kind of manage our stressors in our lives and take care of our own health, our own well-being. Plain and simple. That's it. Right? Like, that's the most simplistic term I can give you. But I do want to say that that also includes, okay, things like being kind to ourselves, getting enough sleep, getting vaccines if if we need them, meditating, eating our fruits and our veggies, exercising, spending time in nature, and just living in the present moment. That's just to name a few of them, okay? I am a huge, huge proponent about self-care, and a lot of these that I mentioned are totally things that I do on a regular basis. Not always, but on a regular basis. I did not say daily, just notice that. <laughs> but, and the reason I don't do them on a daily basis is because there's not, there are different categories of self-care, right? Like we can always break down everything into more detailed categories. And there are three, I think, basic types of self-care, like categories for sure, right? Self-care could be anything that floats your boat, honestly. Anything that puts a smile on your face. Anything that makes you feel cared for, even if it's you taking care of yourself. It's not someone else taking care of you. So I broke them down to kind of help at least for, for this, this moment, this, this message here, there's what I call emotional self-care, like self-talk, weekly bubble baths, saying no to those things that cause unnecessary stress, giving yourself permission to take a pause or setting up a weekly coffee date with a friend of yours. Those I consider to be acts of emotional self-care. Uh, then there's what I call physical self-care, like prioritizing sleep, adopting an exercise routine that you can honestly, truly stick with. <laughs> Sometimes that one's hard for me. <laughs> and, you know, choosing healthy, nourishing foods over those highly processed ones where we can run through the drive-thru or pop in the microwave. And then there's 
what I like to call spiritual self-care. It's like attending church or a religious service or spending time in nature, meditating, incorporating regular acts of kindness. I was going to say kindfulness, but same thing, kindness, kindfulness into our days or something as simple as just keeping a gratitude journal. Those are the three main types of self-care that, that I really try to focus on. You know, it's, it's like taking in and taking from one, taking from the second column, taking from the third column kind of thing. But then there's also what I like to call under those categories because you can take those three categories and you can even break them down further into like temporary self-care and then also enduring self-care. See, I like to think of things like, I don't know, going to dinner with a girlfriend as temporary self-care because while I'm at dinner with them, I'm benefiting from the social connection that we're making, but I know that it's not going to last for very long after I leave dinner. So that kind of self-care act is a temporary one, but it also is an emotional one because it's a social connection. And then there's the enduring self-care, right? So that's the other hand the other side of the spectrum, it has these more permanent effects like practicing mindfulness regularly. And that's going to fall like right under our spirituality. They have done studies though, that have shown that practicing mindful mindfulness regularly, my brain's not completely working with my tongue today. If you can't tell that but practicing mindfulness regularly, it leads to brain changes. So this would be more permanent. That's why I say these regularly acts of mindfulness every day create these changes, which over time are permanent. I mean, they've done these studies showing like that extended weekly practices of mindfulness training led to changes in gray matter concentrations in the brain area, which involved with learning and memory processes, emotion regulation, um, what was it? Self, um, referential processing and perspective taking all these big, amazing words that like you have to Google probably, right? Like I did. Um, but my point is, is that See, you really do reap benefits of mindfulness, whether you're actively doing it or not, because the gray brain matter starts to change. And I want to know, want to tell you that like one of the biggest questions that I get regularly is people wanting to know what counts as self-care and what doesn't. And if you honestly think about it, there's really no way to say exactly what counts as self-care and what doesn't because 
everyone's definition is their own and it's unique to them. Like my definition of self-care is different from my spouse. It's different from my best friend. It's different from you, right? It doesn't have to be the same. And that's what makes it so beautiful and unique and our own. So we can put our own spin, our own perspective on it. But if you really want an answer, I guess you could say that the underlying rule of thumb is that it's something that brings you more sustained joy in the long run, right? Because there are plenty of examples of self-care that seem to tread kind of this fine line between health-enhancing behavior and self-indulgence. And what do I mean by that? Well, I want you to know that self-care doesn't have to be about padding your calendar with luxurious experiences or activities that cost a lot of money or cost any money at all. Though I can say it, it, it can certainly can. Okay. If that's what you want it to look like, it's all about what you want it to look like. So let's take a manicure or a massage or anything other pampering activity into thought now. Okay. Let's think about that. It might seem indulgent to some, but honestly, if the activity helps you de-stress and carve out time for yourself, it counts as self-care. You put it in that self-care column. If weekly manicures or monthly spa days are way beyond your means, there are plenty of other self-care practices that you can adopt. Trust me, I don't do weekly manicures. I don't do monthly spa days, though I have in the past. I've shifted my perspective on what I define as self-care for me. And those two just are not part of it at the moment. That doesn't mean they won't be again. That doesn't mean I won't shift and change because we're human. We're allowed to do that. But I want you to know that self-care does not have to cost anything at all if you don't want it to. It's just doing things you enjoy that can be considered self-care. And a lot of things that we enjoy or feel fulfilled from cost absolutely freaking nothing. Just stepping outside and taking a deep breath in, for example, might be the greatest act of self-care that any of us can do for ourselves. That personally is my ultimate favorite self-care practice. Just walking outside, being in nature. It feeds my soul. <laughs> so even if you can't spend lots of time and money, you can still practice self-care several times a week by turning things that you do every single day into self-care practices. All right. So maybe you try being more mindful of your thoughts on your commute to work or to school, or maybe you find ways to make daily tasks like showering a little bit more enjoyable, like pick a soap with a scent that you absolutely love and focus on the physical sensations of the shower that you're taking. Like when was the last time you did that? What does your shower smell like? What does it sound like? 
How does the warm water feel on your skin? Oh, all of that sounds amazing to me. So like for about 10 minutes in the shower, which I honestly have to do anyway, instead of letting my little monkey brain just run rampant and wild, I'm right there in the present moment in my shower. Who knows? Give it a try. You may absolutely love it. You can turn daily chores like making your bed in the morning into some great self-care practice or anything that you do in the morning. At least it can be if you want it to be, okay? This is, this is where that individuality comes into play. Because for some people, there is no way that making a bed feels like self-care. It just feels like a freaking chore. I can tell you that because that's how I feel about making the bed. <laughs> but if it helps you claim your day and gives you this sense of accomplishment early on, you'll have that with you even in the rest of your day. Even if it gets derailed at any point in time, you can come back to that. That simple act of self-care, making your bed. And I know that just that little simple act of making your bed in the morning isn't going to be sufficient enough to account for all of your self-care, okay? It doesn't for me. You know, just because I hop in the shower and, and I take 10 minutes and I really drop in and I'm present doesn't mean that all of my self-care is taken care of. It, it For me, it definitely is not. So you may need to just routinely devote time and energy to other self-care practices. I do. But if there are some days when you feel like out of fucking control on those days, just starting the day off doing what you wanted to do for yourself might be one of the biggest forms of self-care that you could engage in in that entire day. And that's all that you need. Each day can look different. And sometimes when all of our other self-care plans get thrown out of whack, like you had to work through a yoga class so you didn't get to make it or your friend canceled your dinner date or coffee date, you know, whatever it is, we've all been there. Okay. It's those small practices of self-care that provide just enough calm to help us get through the day and wake up in a better mood the next morning. So I want you to think about that. So I want to leave you with a few ways that you can get started with a nice self-care routine. So I'm going to give you six pointers, six steps. Okay. So I want to leave you with actionable steps this day. Um, number one, determine what activities bring you joy, replenish your energy and restore your balance and do them. So figure out which ones bring you that joy, replenish that energy in your body, restore your balance, write them down so that you know what actually helps, what activities help so that 
when you need to dive into that space to start your self-care, you're not flailing around trying to figure something out. Two, start small by choosing just one behavior that you'd like to incorporate into your routine in the next week. And then you can build upon that practice, right? Because that's step three, is building up to practicing that one behavior every day for one week, whatever it is, whether it's saying thank you to someone, whether it's smiling at someone, whether it's making your bed every day. Four, step number four is to reflect on how you feel. Get out a journal, write it down. If you're not a a journaler, um, I, I wasn't for the longest time. Um, and then I kind of dived into a better practice of journaling, but that's going to be a totally different podcast at some point. I'm sure (laughs) you can just mentally reflect on how you're feeling or talk to a friend, a spouse, a loved one about how this is making you feel the difference you're feeling. Step number five, add in additional practices when you're ready right? So you're doing this particular practice for one week. And after that one week, you're like, you know what? I'm feeling great about this. I want to add in something else. Go ahead. If it's a month from now that you need to add in a second practice, that's fine too. You have no time frame. So don't judge yourself too harshly. And sixth and last final step is get support through sharing these practices. Like I said, with loved ones, with a coach, with a therapist, a dietitian, if you have one, maybe it's your healthcare provider. Maybe it's your community, your workplace. Get support, share, because we are not meant to do this life alone. Okay. Practicing self-care doesn't need to be a heavy, lift right out of the gate, my friends. Okay. So I want to give you a few ideas to kind of ease you into this self-care journey. Here are just a few. You can pick all of them. You can pick one of them. You can pick none of them and come up with your own. That's, that's the beauty of this being your practice. You could journal. I now have like five or six journals and each one is for something different, um, which works for me. Um, I took this actually from my health coach, uh, because I was having a very hard time journaling every single day. And she said, I have a different journal for different things. And I was, that blew my mind and it works so well for me now. Another thing is eat breakfast. It's the most important meal of the day. You are fueling your body from sleep. Eat breakfast, my friend, whatever it is, but eat breakfast. Start each day by paying attention to your breath for five minutes and setting intentions for the day. That is a beautiful practice. I absolutely love that practice, whether it's me getting up and meditating, whether it's doing breath work, tapping, I am honing into my breath and it's beautiful and I love it and it sets my intention for the day. Another one is reflect on what you're grateful for each night. Maybe that's where that journal comes in. Maybe you just write down things I'm grateful for and just start 
numbering them. Another one that I love and have been living by for a few years now, I think. Yeah, I was going to say over a year. No, a few years now is put your phone on airplane mode for a half hour each night and just release yourself from the flurry of notifications. Put it in another room, maybe. Okay. It is amazing. You may go through withdrawals. I will say that. I did a little bit, but now sometimes I forget, oh my God, I left my house without my phone (laughs) and it feels liberating. Another one I love is to call a friend just to say hello. Like that lifts your spirits. Boom. Just like that. You could take up a relaxing hobby that might require a little bit more attention. If you're not ready for that, totally understand. And one that I have been doing for over a year now is pick a bedtime and fricking stick to it. That has been a huge game changer. My body now wants to go to bed without even knowing what time it is. And every time I look at the clock, I'm like, oh, well, no wonder I was tired. (laughs) The bottom line, my friends, is that self-care can have a positive effect on our health and our outlook. And it requires a commitment or intention to invest in our well-being. I can say that. Self-care is a choice that each one of us can make to proactively take care of our well-being. <laughs> and on the, on the flip side of it, it tends to be so well worth the time and the money that you spend on it. So help me because we need to remove the stigma that being kind to and taking care of ourselves is self-indulgent or selfish because it is not. It is self-care. All right, my friends, I have been rambling on for long enough. I hope you've enjoyed this message. I truly enjoyed sharing it with you. It was really important to me because I've been diving into a lot more of my self-care practice since my surgery. And I just really felt like I wanted to share this with you. I've shared it on uh, my newsletter this month. I shared some of it on my blog this month as well. Uh, And those links will be in the show notes if you are interested in reading about either one of those. I hope to hear from you soon. Please reach out, say hi, and have a wonderful freaking week. I will catch you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you absolutely loved what you heard today, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review so that I can keep the good stuff coming your way. And if you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up the extra love and inspiration by following me at Jennifer J. Grove Yoga and Wellness or visiting my website at jenniferjgroveyogaandwellness.com. I love and adore you so much and cannot wait to connect with you in the next episode. In the meantime, 
go out there and create the mindful and blissful life that you deserve.